1: Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. You got to take a listen to this. It's Squawk Pod. You can get interviews, behind the scenes, and much more. It is not just the show, folks. Uh, there's a lot more going on, and Katie Kramer, uh, our entrepreneurial, intrepid producer, puts it all together, and it's an amazing thing. Well, by the way, uh, you it's can an get amazing it. voice. That too. I didn't even realize until she
2: started doing the Squawk Pod. Better than any of ours.
1: Bring in show music, please. <laughs>
0: This is Squawk Pod, the daily podcast brought to you by the team behind Squawk Box.
3: NYC, this is CNBC Control 2.
0: CNBC's essential morning show. PCR 2. Every day, get the best stories, debate, and analysis from the biggest names in business and politics.
3: All right, we're coming to it next.
0: Today on Squawk Pod.
3: Three, two,
4: one, and lift off the rise of Starline.
0: Boeing spacecraft achieved liftoff, but within an hour of the launch, we learned that it may not make it all the way to its destination. Last night's Democratic debate has a seasoned political pollster stumped.
3: For the first time in my professional life, I can't call it.
0: Pay you will, but not to Disney. Did the media giant miss an opportunity to cash in on Baby Yoda?
5: The bigger problem was understanding content. And social. that content's going to drive the commerce.
0: The CEO of a TV platform thinks maybe. I am CNBC producer Katie Kramer. It's Friday, December 20th, 2019. Squawk Pod begins right now.
1: Stand back. you by in three, two, one. cue, please.
2: All right, good morning everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. We are live from the Nasdaq Market Site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Cybersecurity researchers say that more than 267 million Facebook users had personal data exposed for about 2 weeks. Facebook says it is investigating, but it believes the exposed data is from before security improvements were made over the last couple of years. Interesting story trying to dig into some of the details. They found this database that was in Vietnam. They think that had been Kind of collected. They're not sure how the information got out there, but it had all of these uh, user information and the profiles and information on it. There was no password on that file, so they tracked it down. But they before they made some of the changes on Cambridge Analytica, they would share some of this information with, like, app developers and different things. So they think that might be one of the ways it got out.
4: From where? Vietnam.
2: They found the database in Vietnam. They shut it down, but it was information from U.S. users for the most part.
4: Stolen. Yeah. Stolen. It's all stolen. But you put it up there to be Again. In- so. You're not
2: on You're not Facebook. Not, you don't care.
4: <laughs> News of another uh, data breach, and then I've got some, some information on this. Uh, this one's being reported by convenience store chain Wawa. Uh, malware exposed credit card information. Wawa says it's not aware of any unauthorized card use. Okay. what's Wawa? What the hell is, is Wawa? It's,
2: it's an amazing place. It's like. I know. No, no.
4: Better. But what is it? What's the name?
2: Oh, maybe it's a place you. in Pennsylvania. Is it? A, is it it's a town?
4: A pa- it's a temple. What is it named after? It's named after, it's a, the Native American word for the Canada goose, well,
2: from the song. Well, that's why they have the goose on their... Yes,
4: and it's from the song, from f- taken from the song of Hiawatha. And there I, I knew a- it was
2: a town and.
4: Because it's a weird. Uh, whenever I say it, I think it sounds funny for me to say "wawa." It sounds like sounds like
2: you're a baby asking for a yes, bottle for water. of water. Exactly,
4: right. and that's not what it is. Uh, it, it, I'm not sure how to say the the Native American uh, tribe Ojibwe. I'm not sure.
2: I'm
4: not sure either. Anyway, but a goose in flight serves as the uh, the corporate logo. But there was a data breach. That's really the the, the reason part we're Part of the story uh, and we dive- yeah, 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 yeah. As as sometimes uh, sometimes happens. <laughs> One of Boeing's uh, space programs is ready for liftoff. They could use some good news, probably. The much-delayed orbital test flight of Boeing's Starliner vehicle scheduled to launch just moments uh, from now. It's supposed to be right at 6.36 uh, a.m. in Florida. Morgan Brennan joins us, uh, rejoins us uh, from the Kennedy Space Center. Morgan.
6: Hey, Joe, that's right. So watch the clock because we're just a few minutes away. The outcome of this test could mean astronauts flying from American soil back to space within a month. That is a capability that was lost to the US when the space shuttle program ended eight years ago. So here is what is on tap in the next couple of minutes. First trip of Boeing CST-100 Starliner. Right now it's sitting atop the United Launch Alliance Atlas V rocket. People will not be on this flight though. A center pack dummy named Rosie will be. So will 600 pounds of cargo if all goes according to plan. Starliner is going to dock automatically with the International Space Station tomorrow, stay a week, and then come back to Earth. This is the final test for Boeing before NASA allows astronauts to get on board. Boeing does have competition, though. SpaceX is also part of NASA's Commercial Crew Program. It's three years behind schedule, I should note that program, but it has awarded Boeing and SpaceX billions of dollars to develop their vehicles. Starliner, and in the case of SpaceX, uh, crew dragon and basically use them as taxis to and from the International Space Station. This is very much a race to see who gets to human spaceflight first. As I mentioned this is the final test for Boeing uh, before it starts to do its crewed missions. In the case of SpaceX they did their version of this flight back in March but they still have one more critical safety test to get through as well. Nonetheless, all goes according to plan. We're looking at months until human spaceflight capability returns here. And here's Six, the countdown.
4: Five, four, three, two, one. And lift off the rise of Starliner and a new era in human spaceflight. The tower.
1: Now 10 seconds into flight. People speak on the pitch over program. Body rate responses look good. Now 15 seconds in.
4: The has gone. Yeah. All right. So far, so good. Looks good.
2: We're watching a rocket launch off like that it never gets old, does it? I always remember David Faber. David
4: was Faber, when we used to write. Uh, yeah, he did. It was very profound. That's
2: yeah, uh, true. You know, it get, it never gets old. Yeah. never gets
6: old. All right. There you have it.
0: Well, they did have it. But less than an hour after that launch that you just heard, we learned from Boeing and NASA that the unmanned spacecraft did not achieve the proper orbit, which means it may have failed one of the final key tests before the Starliner is cleared to fly human astronauts. As our reporter Morgan Brennan mentioned, Boeing is racing SpaceX founded by Elon Musk to bring people to the International Space Station. For now, it's unclear whether this spacecraft or the holiday presents for the astronauts that it's carrying will make it to the ISS.
1: Take a listen to this story. Kids a might be, a yeah. new study uh, says that many facial recognition systems are biased. The researchers suggest that algorithms incorrectly identified African-American and Asian faces 10, uh, 10 to 100 times more than white faces. This story <laughs> is important for many reasons, including thinking about how technology is being used by authorities to identify suspected criminals. I would um,
2: guess that's the AI stuff that's being made here in the United States and not in China.
1: It is, but it's also... Um, Oh, you're saying... Yeah, I'm
2: I'm, I'm sure, because it's garbage in, garbage out. You put your own biases as the programmers into it. My guess is if that's the the case, if the facial recognition software is messing it up, my guess is it's not Chinese programmers.
1: But I suspect this is going to be a bigger issue, not just around suspected criminals, which I think is a problem, but it could potentially be in terms of hiring. I think people like AI will ultimately start looking through resumes and web pages. Now, by the way, a lot of people have resumes include picture, I mean, right. there's a lot of things that can go on, the right and the wrong way because well, of this stuff. It, there's airports now that you, can, you, can
4: you
2: go, go right through, it, through right? It. How does that so? If you're
4: not sure yep.
2: who it's it is. Person, right.
4: This is what I'm sort of excited about, this Apple story, because I read it this morning and as I immediately could see, because just yesterday my son was saying that the Apple rollout has been a little Apple bit- Apple Plus. Apple Plus, that it, it's, not been that well received it's not that great at least well, they don't have a lot of content him. yet they don't have a lot of content this for me would help because of it? my, my addiction to college sports oh. oh see
1: you go college sports yeah i go james bond right because that's read the read second the part okay worry,
4: apple's reportedly looking for ways to expand its new tv service it said said to include college sports rights for huh. i think the the PAC, pac-12 12. yeah in talks with the pac-12 conference Wall Street Journal also says Apple recently met with representatives of MGM. And that's the link that we're talking about to the uh, to the James Bond um, franchise. But again, I was just and then I was thinking it back to us that we have time sensitive stuff, too. You know what I mean? This is not we're not really DVR. Well, we, we are DVRable because it's so freaking entertaining and, and also informative. But we do have stuff that is happening real time. And real time is never going to be, the content is always going to be valuable. The question for
1: all of these sports leagues, and whether they're professional leagues or whether they are um, uh, amateur leagues, is how much money can you get from the streamer, but how much money can you get from all of the other sponsors? So the reason why why CBS, for example, is still broadcasting the NFL, the NFL has not just handed it over to Google or to somebody who would pay through the nose for it is because they need as many eyeballs as possible because they also need all those sponsors and they need the audience and so the question is whether an apple plus or any of these services frankly are big enough yet to actually command the eyeballs which then come with the sponsors come with the pac-12
2: would only be apple you wouldn't be able to see it on other television or it would come as a separate
1: maybe there's a separate package i mean look Amazon is now broadcasting some football, right? Isn't there, isn't there aren't they, they doing a just small slice? You couldn't
2: see any of the Pac-12 games anywhere, but on...
1: Well, this is the question.
2: That, that, but that it seems be, like it would be, an, there would be fans be who would be outraged. Great, but it would be great for Apple. For long-time fans who might not have some of these situations and feel like, wait a second. Right. I mean, I, I, but this is
1: if you're an Apple or you're a Google or if you're YouTube. But why whatever.
2: wouldn't you do it on top of...
1: Well, that's the question. I mean, what's happening now, you're seeing that the NFL try to do it. They're trying to slice up everything. I watched
2: pieces on Twitter.
1: You watched. Well, you can watch one piece on Amazon. You watch one piece on NBC. You watch the other piece on CBS. You're you're arguing about the
4: the pipes. I'm I'm just telling you about the content. There are four. Do you know how many bowl games there are? Forty. Right. I mean, who do you have today? Do you you have Buffalo or Charlotte today in the or do you have Utah State or Kent State? I, I don't have I don't got have any of them.
2: That's on both. Who did you pick? Marquette or I'm
4: trying to remember. No, Marquette <laughs> That's was my problem. They're, they're, they're playing tonight uh, basketball. Right. And I, I I did pick Marquette. I put I picked over. a favorite in both of over. the over.
2: You picked Marquette over. See, you have a problem. You don't even know who you're picking over.
4: I know I have SMU over Georgia. But I did pick you are right. He I do broke
2: the buck. He's below five hundred dollars.
4: Oh I'm way below. Way, but I'm trying to hang on till I go on vacation, and then say it lasts me the whole year. Right,
2: five hundred dollars of entertainment for the year is not a bad.
4: I was going to put some on though when I'm away, because when you're not in New Jersey, you can't put any.
2: Here, here's my bigger problem with the slicing these sports rights up or any of these things and putting them all over the place. Right, I'm having more and more trouble navigating all these stupid services because you know it requires a couple different remotes. I can't remember which service is on which. I need somebody who can come back through, and. You know, collate all these things for me. A way to do it. We talked off off air with Tom right. Rogers yesterday about TiVo being able to do something like Some that. Event. I need somebody who can put it all Apple's together and say, starting here's starting to you do that there. a little
1: bit through the search feature. Except for that, you would, have, like, you would have to have Netflix and
2: everybody else cooperate yeah. with you, and my guess is they won't do that. Right. So what's been a great thing for consumers, I think, is getting to the verge of where they are not thinking of the consumers because they're competing with each other, well, you and making it harder you for live, me to search this. You stuff. guys
1: live in a uh, an Xfinity land. Don't no, I don't. You don't. I oh, do. It Xfinity's I thought, got a great I thought thing. that Xfinity, Xfinity has a thing where you can talk everything.
2: into the
4: thing. Yes. I've, I haven't. It's hard to get if if you have like the universal remote. It's hard to do all the things oh, you're so. able to do. I'm not. I don't know how to do that. But it, I'm telling you, if I didn't have Xfinity, I'm not sure I'd want to go on a living. Comcast, so, of course, parent company of this it's very. It's network. so good. I mean, it's so good that.
2: It actually. I mean, if you ever Tom took Marshall's it away, if, if you ever took it, it away
4: from me, purpose. I I don't know what.
2: Or made you pay for it. Yeah. Speaking of streaming, Netflix says that its animated holiday movie, Klaus, has been watched in nearly 30 million households.
1: Klaus. Are you sure? 100%. Because you've seen it. it. Because I've seen it, and it's fabulous. This is going to be an instant classic, I'm telling you. Every kid is going to watch this every Christmas.
2: Klaus. All right, anyway, back it up a little bit. Come back. They say that it has been watched in nearly 30 million households worldwide already, just in its debut this month. That makes this one of the most watched Netflix original movies, Claus. Great,
1: of course, it becomes Claus. It is the the origin story of Santa Claus.
4: Totally fake though, probably. And and, and uh, secular.
2: And, oh yes. yes, Saint Saint Christopher. Nicholas. Yes,
4: yes. No, I know. Completely secular. Absolutely. Okay.
1: The way we treat it in our family. All right. It's like an American holiday. Cheese will
3: be next. Coming up,
0: another Democratic debate, another recap with political
3: pollster Frank Luntz. If they just talk about the economy or the stock market, they will fail. But if they focus on the day-to-day concerns of day-to-day middle class, hardworking taxpayers, they have a shot here to challenge Donald Trump, even though the economy is so strong.
0: Squawk we will be right back. What's on the horizon for financial markets? These this is Squawk Box.
1: Good morning. Welcome back to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. I'm Andrew Ross Sorkin, along with Becky Quick and Joe Kernan. Democrats facing off last night at the debate stage uh, in Los Angeles. Joining us right now from L.A. for some debate analysis is pollster and political strategist Frank Luntz, who held a focus group during the debate in real time and joins us now with his proprietary information on how voters ended up reacting to some of the answers. You're actually going to see on screen how the focus group responded to key points in last night's debate, Uh, so let's get to it. Uh, Before we begin, what was the big takeaway uh, in terms of what your focus group came away with?
3: There were 25 participants, six of them walked in there supporting Bernie Sanders, 14 of them walked out saying that he was the big winner of the debate. I think you're going to see continued movement. Sanders has been gaining in California over the past two months. This Los Angeles Times focus group, and by the way, you can see the entire focus group if you download the LATimes.com app, you'll be able to see this unedited. It was a big night for Sanders and a disappointment for the other candidates.
1: Okay, let's, let's go through some of the issues and show our viewers what took place uh, with your focus group. A key theme of last night's debate, of course, was the economy. Here's a moment in which uh, former Vice President Joe Biden was asked about running against the Trump economy. Well, I don't think they really do like the economy. Go back and talk to the old neighbors in the middle-class neighborhood you grew up in. Middle class is getting killed. We have to eliminate significant number of these god-awful tax cuts that were given to the very wealthy. We have to invest in education. We have to invest in in, health care. We have to invest in those things that make a difference in the lives of middle-class people so they can maintain their standard of living. That's not being done. And the idea that we're growing We're not growing. The wealthy, very wealthy are growing. Ordinary people are not growing. They are not happy with where they are. And that's why we must change this presidency now. Okay, Frank, tell us what we're seeing on the screen here, because obviously there's two lines. You're seeing an M.O.D. and you're seeing um, a lib. What what does it all mean? Just do a little uh, description for us first.
3: Yes. First, moderate. M.O.D. is moderate and L I B is liberal. And the higher the lines climb, the more favorable the response. The goal for a candidate is to cause those lines to go up very quickly. As you saw there, Joe Biden was scoring about 90 among both moderates and liberals. That was his best moment of the day, of the entire evening. And that is a very powerful argument for Democrats. If they just talk about the economy or the stock market, they will fail. But if they focus on the day to day concerns of day to day middle class, hardworking taxpayers, they have a shot here to challenge Donald Trump, even though the economy is so strong.
1: Okay, let's let me show you another clip as well. Uh, This is Mayor Pete Buttigieg and Senator Elizabeth Warren. They got in a pretty heated exchange over campaign donors.
2: We made the decision many years ago that rich people in smoke-filled rooms
1: would not pick the next president of the United States. Billionaires in wine caves should not pick the next president of the United States. Mr. Mayor, your okay. response. You know, okay. according to Forrest Magazine, I am the, literally the only person on this stage who's not a millionaire or a billionaire. So if
6: this is important, this is the problem with issuing purity tests you cannot yourself pass. If I pledged, if I pledged never to be in the company of a progressive
1: democratic donor, I couldn't be up here. Senator, your net worth is one hundred times
3: mine. Now that's pretty powerful. And you notice that the lines came down there. Right. Two so who, points. Number who one but who, who won that then? Elizabeth Warren won it because Mayor Pete was seen as attacking her. It is a legitimate issue. In fact, a very strong issue among Democrats. Get money out of politics. Don't be in the pockets of millionaires and billionaires. Vote for Bloomberg. uh, Well, hold on. (laughs) But but Democrats don't like it when they go at each other because they think that it's going to help elect Donald Trump. And the second point is that that fundraiser itself was unseemly. and, And our voters in the LA Times focus group were really angry at Mayor Pete for actually holding the fundraiser in the first place.
1: Okay, let's go to the uh, final clip here. We had uh, Bernie Sanders addressing the Trump economy several times on the debate stage last night.
4: Trump goes around saying the economy is doing great. You know what? Real inflation accounted for wages went up last year. One point one percent. That ain't great. Today in America, we have the highest rate of childhood poverty of almost any major country on Earth. More income and wealth inequality than since the 1920s. We need
3: an economy that works for working families. So there's nothing new there. Nothing new, but you think he's the winner of the night? I don't think he's the winner of the night. The LA Times group, they said he was the winner of the night, and for two reasons. Number one, he had passion. And number two, for the first time, they're starting to see him as having the capability of challenging Donald Trump on the debate stage. I want to remind you. These are Democratic primary voters, not the center of the country, and obviously none of them voted for Donald Trump. But they now see Bernie Sanders as being able to take the argument directly to Donald Trump, and that's why he's been rising in the California polls, and that's why he won last night. Frank, but let me ask you, so
1: you're you're obviously polling people in in Los Angeles, in in California. We know what that state looks like. It seems to me, I don't even think it seems to me, I think it seems to everybody, that this election is get won or lost Uh, in a handful of swing states in the middle of the country uh, by a handful of independents uh, that have yet to make up their mind. And and to the extent that you can um, predict or, through implication, uh, the folks that you were speaking with, what's what's the real takeaway after last night?
3: The real takeaway is not who wins in November. It's who gets the Democratic nomination. And I would have said to you, say, 30 days ago, that I don't think Bernie Sanders is viable in the 2020 campaign. After listening to these voters in California with more delegates than any other state in the country, I think Bernie Sanders is a good opportunity, good chance to win the primary. And if you win California, you get such a huge share of the delegates. Right. Now that Kamala Harris so is So how, how do you rank
1: things right now?
3: Oh, I can't. And I said this to you of uh, a week ago. For the first time in my professional life, I can't call it. And I know that I did so about 30 or 45 days ago. It is now too close between Sanders, Warren, Biden and Buttigieg. they all four of them are are, are are completely deadlocked. And so we don't know ending 2019 who is the front runner anymore.
1: Um, Joe mentioned uh... Mayor Bloomberg, just a moment ago, he was interviewed by Stephanie Ruhle, aired on NBC News yesterday. Um, Where where does he stand in this? Is there even a way to to measure or judge his ability to to jump into this race, given that he's not part of these debates? A way to boot a judge it?
3: Well, yeah, there are only a couple of people in our session that are considering voting for Bloomberg. And I emphasize that among Democrats, being a billionaire is not a positive. Spending $100 million on advertising is not a positive. And even if you're self-funded and not dependent upon billionaires that you can fund it yourself, that still doesn't matter to most Democrats. Sounds like you're changing on
4: that, Frank. I I thought you said Bloomberg was really formidable. And I said, well, he's a billionaire. uh, Is it not happening so
3: you're changing or you you haven't changed? Not for California. Let's be precise here. Mike Bloomberg, the mayor has credibility, and he has the capability of outspending all the other candidates. But California is a progressive Democratic state. It is overwhelmingly, the governor, the the Senate, the House, the legislature is overwhelmingly left, and it is not a great place for Bloomberg. There are other states, such as Georgia and Texas, where uh, the former mayor is going to do much better than California.
1: We want to thank Frank, who woke up very, very early on the West Coast. I don't know,
3: Frank, did you ever go to sleep? Uh, yes, I got 30, precisely 31 minutes of sleep okay. this yep. morning. Happy
1: All holidays. Right. Always appreciate your perspective and time. I'm looking forward to you. see
5: you Thank again you. soon.
0: Next on Squawk Box, Baby Yoda has the force. So does social media, but does Disney?
5: If you right now looked at the top trending things in social, those are the things that drive social engagement, and that's also what drives merchandising.
0: One Entertainment TV CEO on how Disney should be leveraging its cash cow characters. Right back. We will be. Everything
5: is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a houseful of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.
0: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners and more all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. You're listening to Squawk Pod.
1: In three, two, one, Becky's mic, cue.
0: Disney's
2: new streaming show, The Mandalorian, has fans fawning over the character of Baby Yoda. He's so cute but don't expect to be able to buy Baby Yoda toys in time for Christmas. Because of all the secrecy that was surrounding the series before it came out, Hasbro was unable to make Baby Yoda merchandise in time for the holidays. Data from Jungle Report estimates that this cost Disney about $2.7 million in revenue. I think that's on the low side. Joining us right now for more on how merchandising and licensing will change the era in this era of streaming is Linwood Bibbins. He's the CEO and co-founder of Reach TV. And Linwood, thanks for coming in today.
5: Thank you. Thanks for having me. At
2: $2.7 million, I saw that, and I saw. oh, no, it's way more than that. Yeah. You see on Twitter, I, I would have been a buyer of this yeah. thing beforehand. What happened? What What's I the opportunity? I think the,
5: um, that's a very low estimate. Yeah. I, I also think if you go further back, um, when, as Disney's merged and all the different people have moved, um, the bigger problem was understanding content and social and the viral nature of it and the uh, that content's gonna drive the commerce, and they just didn't have the right people in place. I think that this is a mistake that happens once. Don't worry about Disney, they'll be able to fix it later on.
2: You know, th- th- somebody pointed out that way back when, I think during the original Star Wars, they had a similar issue where it was the hot toy for the holidays and people, parents were actually buying boxes Empty boxes and wrapping them for their kids to say, you know, this is the toy that we purchased for you that will come later for these things.
0: Being in an online
5: guy, there was there was even worse. There was there was companies selling online empty boxes and people were buying those. Okay. And the, the fraud uh, you were getting from the Ebays of the world and the Amazons of the world in the beginning of that yeah. was uh, it was <laughs> it was off the charts.
1: Is your expectation that there's going to be a lot more? Product merchandising off of streaming TV now going forward, and in a fragmented world, what does that what does that look like? I mean, I understand why this thing took off, sort of. I mean, I understand that the rash, but are there a million TV shows that have have generated lots of quote unquote product in this kind of scale and like that?
5: No, I think I think what what you're going to see is the streaming companies are getting bought by. Um, uh, merchandising companies that understand right. the connection. And if you just look at social, and if you right now looked at the top-turning things in social, it's either television series, feature film, or live sports. So those are the things that drive social engagement, and that's also what drives merchandising. So when, when you have companies that understand that scale and the logistics, you'll see more of that happen. More merch. More merch.
1: More merch.
2: What... Um what is the opportunity? Is it only for those big companies? I think of a Disney. Who else? Who else can be on that? I, I mean, Amazon. I mean, NBC who's Universal already used Amazon. to it.
5: NBC is doing a great job of it. They're going to do even more of it. I think you're seeing them. You're seeing more of the traditional television create shoppable television.
2: There um, was uh, just the ET ad exactly. that uh, NBC Universal Comcast put out. That com- you know the tie-in where ET and Elliot were kind of reunited, and that it's- took off and went.
5: Because it's People beautiful. Are. Again, if you create the right content, it's going to drive commerce. But here's the thing that I can't figure out: all
1: of these products, whether it's Et or whether it's Yoda or Baby Yoda or whatever it's going to be, they're steeped in a history. Correct. Before the media was fractured. hmm And so what oh, I'm looking for and waiting for is the new the new thing that emerges out of nowhere that do, that's not steeped in. No, no. It's really whether in this world you can actually create a new character.
5: Because new do you have something.
2: enough eyeballs anywhere? Correct. Right?
5: right. Uh, but Disney's betting, they, they go backwards. Disney saw the same thing you saw. So they put all the characters together. Right. And they have them all. So but that, but that's that, just <laughs> it. It, it,
2: it. Andrew's right. Can you have new stars that are built when you have such a fractured viewing public?
5: You can with consistency. So I think Netflix could do that. Okay. Because they have consistency on series, you have Ozark three years. I mean, some of their series doesn't lend to right merchandising for, like, right. exactly. Um, but if you if they start to build that, you'll 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 be able to see that.
2: All right. Uh, Lim would want to thank you for coming in today. Appreciate
5: yes. your time. Right. Uh, thank you.
0: That's the show for today. On our rundown next week, what do high Valerian targeted oncology therapies, office memos. And unicorns all have in common. SquawkPod, the last week of the decade. Follow along with us as we take you through the hottest market arrivals of 2019, which companies transitioned from private to public without incident, which ones didn't, and why.
4: People are starting to ask about the commercial breaks and whether there's a way of... uh, We've already talked about it. There should be
1: a pay-per-view option during the commercial breaks.
2: You'd have to pay a lot because we would, would have to have sit to pay. here in the commercial and, and range, I have a feeling it none fired.
1: of are that's <laughs> right. why we need If right.
4: we have that's to have true a true high fee we <laughs> would pay in many ways
0: Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick and Andrew Ross Sorkin tune in weekday mornings on CNBC at 6am Eastern to get the smartest takes and analysis from our TV show right into your ears subscribe to Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts we'll meet you back here on Monday have a great weekend
1: we are clear thanks guys
0: Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.